So, J. Edgar, the question would be, would this be any different if it had a different director? You know, because I mean, this this guy, he clearly has a one track mind, it seems, right? Now, you know, whether it's escaping over propaganda, as usual with his, uh, well, I mean, some of his movies do not just skate, they, you know, but um, as, a, as a biography, obviously, you know, I'm assuming, unless it's, of course, a biography where he, you know, the, the, the propaganda is sort of uh, historical. Then um, you know, I suspect that may be the case here, but we'll see. But like you know, even in the first few seconds, uh, it's very obvious who the director is is all I'm saying, you know. And uh, then the fact that you, you know they ended up with Judy Dench, you know, being like that. I mean, it's just I don't know. Um, it, you know, even if I didn't notice who the director was, um, I probably would have suspected who it was, possibly, because somehow, so it's the same thing. So let me give a few examples of where I think his, his propaganda is in here. Now, of course, propaganda is different from just plain out lying, you know, fabricated stuff. Uh, so I'm assuming most things happen here. This is a biopic. I'd be astonished if he just invents things other than, you know, casual speech or such. Uh, at one point, he says here that in Chicago, right, that's Illinois, um, so-called communist strikes happen, right? And specifically a coal strike. So, um, um, all right, I wasn't, uh, I, you know, I, I admit I'm not exactly the most uh, informed about this, but from brief uh, um, search, I'm assuming this refers to, and uh, so this is this is where the propaganda comes in. So it, the date isn't specified here, but I'm assuming this is 1922, since before he talked about 1919, uh, uh, I think. And this is the most foremost strike in uh, in Illinois at that point in Heron, it seems. Although it's not exactly it's, uh, it's not in Chicago, is it? So, um, so you know, I'm not very sure if it is indeed this. Just because of this, you know, it's. This is the problem with this not being a documentary. I guess they can just say however much they want, where the propaganda is even stronger, but I cannot quite find anything else. Like literally, Chicago Coal Strike, this is the first, the first uh, result that comes up. Other than those, there were so-called Coal Wars in 1898, and that's, that's much earlier. And then uh, Edgar Hoover's time, or uh, I don't mind that. Um, so this is the point. So 
claims it's a strike, first of all, when it's clearly a massacre and communist labor. Well, I'm assuming that refers to United Mine Workers of America. Yeah, um, I don't see anywhere where it's, it's, it's communist. So, you know, either Edgar Hoover was obsessed with labeling everyone a communist, which I wouldn't be surprised, you know, but this is the problem with uh, having directors who who have a one-track sort of topic, really. I mean, you know, the, in the other movies, it's not exactly communism. He derides constantly, but... Uh, um, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, it was indeed Edgar Hoover. At this point, you know, I wouldn't be surprised with either of those. This is the problem. Um, by no means does it seem like United Mine Workers, which are still active, by the way, you know, uh, by no means does it seem to be communist, although, of course, I haven't actually read much about it, so I'm still open to uh, being convinced otherwise, of course. But yeah, I, I mean, you know. 20 deaths. So um, that's the one thing that he hasn't mentioned. But of course, he did mention the killings in Washington. Well, what, what kind of imbalanced stuff is that? You know, if, if you're going to mention killings, this is where the propaganda lies, you know? Uh, so, you know, he called it a, a strike. Now, you know, that, that might, you know, People might uh, chalk it down to, well, there not being enough time to say exactly what happened. You know, the fact that people died, just a small fact. Uh, literally, this is labeled a, a massacre here. Uh, if it is indeed the uh, one in Heron. But yeah, then uh, somehow he labeled... One in Washington, uh, a murder, of course, not, not multiple murders, presumably. So um, there's the uh, the thing, and e e even before, so even before, he he, he specified that uh, th this is I don't know if this is you know then might be possibly in hindsight. So, you know, the fact that, well, when Hoover was saying this, when he was supposedly saying this, it's, um, it, he was supposed to be old, so, I mean, in hindsight, in the, in the, that, 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 that point, I mean, yeah, um, but, uh, I don't know, just, you know, even before, anyway, the point is, even before, when, when uh, he mentioned the, uh, the 1919 uh, bombings. Yeah, um, he specified that it was by communists. When all I could find is that it was by anarchists, which uh, you know is a slight difference. So uh, yeah, and uh, with regards to the United Mine Workers.
doesn't seem like by all means they <clears throat> were communists at all they uh, yeah like even Roosevelt was outraged um, yeah, not the biggest conflict happened in fact but yeah regardless of director this uh, character Hoover um, I've always kind of known kind of character he was uh, but um, yeah it's quite something uh, um, I mean if, if, if indeed it's true dismissing someone of official yeah I was just so absurd and he claims it's due to loyalty though so I guess facial hair is an excuse or somehow he thinks the moustache goes against him I don't know it's uh, one of those things hey eh? quite arrogant huh seven years he was with him as long as he himself was it's clearly a uh, just it just depended on chance right I mean if the AG simply wanted to promote this moustached guy instead of him then he could have you know if he wanted done the same to Edgar so it's it's very really just random nonsense really by the way I liked how uh, that one congressman uh, asked him about whether he ever personally made arrests and how the comics must be fictional uh, to admit I never heard that but uh, they made comic books it, it's it was it was kind of funny you know um, but uh, they were supposed to have made one of Edgar with a gun making an arrest and he never made such a thing and in fact so far never seemed to be in a position to fire any guns which isn't which isn't very negative but uh, he obviously is pernicious in other ways when it comes to his blackmailing for example I thought blackmailing of course was also legal uh, I'm not sure if it was at that point but yeah but uh, I, I, knew, I knew he was somewhat of a weak personality but uh, you know it was this week the fact that you know, uh, he, he he didn't want Pervy was it to no longer be an agent just because he appeared on a cereal box yeah well okay at least uh, on this front this is seem like you know it's all positive about this guy yeah well, I was uh, afraid that you know such a director this this will happen it happened in the past that's the point um other movies of this but yeah in you know as far as this goes at least so far it's not uh, totally happening but um hmm. also I haven't verified this but uh, apparently um well it's implied that although I was not uh, made obvious that he lied when he accused Roosevelt's wife 
having an effect in Pilatus of office. So um, his mother was uh, particularly nursing uh, when she was, uh, you know, uh, she, yeah, at several points. Uh, although she did seem to think that somehow, oh, it's a nation's collective guilt that individual crimes happen. I'm not entirely sure how that's possible. But yeah, I mean, you know, so, you know, uh, um, she is very clearly uh, guilty uh, in an individual sense, but uh, she, she was uh, certainly strange. I guess one can see. Why Edgar ended up on jets. By the way, I don't get why they said that JFK being shot wasn't known in the media. I thought it was a very public affair. By the way, with regards to the movie itself, with regards to the makeup, I think they overdid it in some cases. Not all cases, still, like um, with uh, his personal secretary there. Um, what did she call again? Um, yeah, Gandhi. Uh, well, I think she aged that. She aged well there. Quite naturalistic, I think. It's quite something to transform Naomi Watts. But when it comes to DiCaprio himself, not as. Well, there are some things that have seen off, also not everything. The worst, though, in my opinion, is um, what's it called? To Tomlin, was it Tomlin? Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, that guy, uh, he just too much, you know, I felt uh, he put too much powder in what they do, um, Tolson, yeah, way too much, when he aged specifically, I'm assuming he's the same actor, I mean, they do look quite different, especially Tolson, but that's, that's the thing, it's uh, over the top, I think. Um, I'm assuming they, they want to emphasize the fact that he's older than Hoover, but they do overdo it. I mean, some people grow older and not necessarily have, uh, necessarily look like that, yes? so I'm not entirely sure why they went to the extent. Also, I think there is a, a bit of a problem when it comes to the middle parts like you know you get the age version you get the earlier version there's also obviously another actor playing the ch child version but um there's no middle version per se like you know at least so far it seems like there isn't sure. but it's a bit jarring you know to, to go from you know the guy who looks like yeah, he who was supposed to be in his 30s but somehow apparently 20 years passed and he still looks the same it's a bit bizarre you know and then somehow we go from there to presumably 50 years later so uh, about maybe 30 years later but i mean yeah, 
usually obviously they'll just have such a skipping in life yeah. there's obviously a gradual change and yeah he by the way he also thought that he could just be a doctor out of his profession like seriously just because he gave him his medical opinion that he should cut work hours that's uh, unbelievable how is that denigration he it's bizarre. Yeah. Also, it's quite funny how uh, doctors back then apparently prescribed uh, what is clearly amphetamines, I assume, which is a bit, uh, yeah, congruent, I guess, with his nickname. <laughs> uh, also, though, it's uh, surely that it must have been dangerous, especially for older people to be having them. I'm assuming uh, for injuries for the heart and such. With regards to possible propaganda efforts, yeah. Of course, as usual, it's a bit difficult to distinguish between director and subject. This is a problem with directors that have already displayed their uh, efforts in the past, uh, and then obviously choosing subjects that they themselves have also displayed such. Uh, efforts in other directions, in other, in other careers, really. Has specifically Hollywood, although clearly Hoover had an interest in Hollywood as well. But, you know, at the um, 1.53 minute uh, mark, ending at nearly 55, uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the point of that is, I'm not sure who is talking there exactly, could be either, but the fact that they, they did have a single second of Martin Luther King in a coffin, um, so yeah, is that all that he could afford, this, this is what makes me wonder really, I mean, you know, this might not, not be as obvious propaganda as, say, Gran Torino, you know, which uh, he acted in, and I'm sure he wants to be the next Jesus in. But, uh, I mean, this is supposed to be a biopic, so not fictional nonsense like that. But, of course, propaganda is also about where, I mean, you know, that's the point of directors and editors and scriptwriters. They can choose what to include, right? And so institutionalize the bias, essentially, which creates the propaganda. And um, so what reason is there? That there is only one second or so of MLK, you know? Because, of course... He dedicated a lot more to combating him, and I'm I'm, I'm sure Hoover himself did that. I'm not saying he didn't, but why then in this specific movie would you include only merely one second, right? Like you know, one of these, uh, you know, just just scripted, you know, just one picture from another, really. So. If people blink, that's it. 
they likely not even see it. Um, it's basically a presentation, okay, like a PowerPoint presentation, you know, for a movie. So this is what I'm saying, you know, that this could easily be an effort towards that. Because he spent so much more, spent like 10-20 minutes um, talking about how he's a threat. Oh, and then what? Then you just display a single image for one, two seconds. Is that right? Of, of how, you know, I mean, if this movie doesn't even mention that he was murdered, at this point, you reach Nixon's presidency. So, they just skipped it completely. And that's after he went on for ages about how he's the greatest threat. Now, that is, that is clearly an effort of propaganda, right? Whether or not, I mean, sure, Hoover really did target him. Uh, you know, um, after after Hoover in the movie scene leaving the room after he didn't decline his Nobel Peace Prize, that's it. We don't see anything anymore until this uh, singular image. And the uh, the words that were said on top of it were strange as well. They they merely implied something. I think quite explicitly, outright say it. But you know, why would you show a coffin with him in it and say that, you know, lawlessness is out, enemies, etc. I mean, you know, well, that doesn't make sense if you just, you know, show a coffin, right? So does that imply that, you know, he's say, simply saying he was our enemy and see where he ended up? Because of what he did, that seems what he's implying. Now, whether you know Hoover himself said that, really, or of course the director or scriptwriter is saying it, you know, it's a, it's a bit um, strange. This is why, um, yeah. Also, when he was crying there. Yeah, it's very strange as well. The, the, why he was crying. Um, yeah, because Nixon was going to target them. Uh, it's, it's very, it's funny, it's funny in a way, isn't it? Because Nixon was very much a similar personality as well, very paranoid. So in a way, he met his match, didn't he? Um, but what did he expect? Did he expect that he could, he could just threaten all the other presidents before him and then suddenly, or did, did he not have anything on Nixon by any chance? Isn't that, isn't that, wasn't that his modus operandi? He threatened presidents, it seems he threatened at least two in this two hour movie so far, at least. And I know I tried to threaten him in the last 15 minutes, but. Um, yeah, he was quite a personality. Now, whether or not uh, he was as uh, totally as as depicted, I'm not sure. Uh, this is the problem, you know. As I said, when we have people who clearly 
uh, seem to have, at least in the past, displayed an agenda. And, uh, it's not uh, totally not as ridiculous as it's going to be, as I said, but uh, there is clearly still an effort, somewhat of an effort at least. Um, yeah, so uh, however how, how much is real about this, I uh, just need to research later. Also, by the way, um, now I've never heard of uh, Helen Gandhi before now, before this movie. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he went on about communists for so long. I, I was almost half expecting him to just go on. Um, Mahatma Gandhi, you communist! You know that kind of thing. Uh, apparently it's spelled differently, but uh, obviously pronounced the same. I have uh, never heard of uh, such a uh, name before. Uh, well, it's spelled exactly like that, at least. And yeah, it's very funny how uh, at one point he goes on about how, how love transcends it all, uh, transcends specifically uh, artificial divisions. Humans create? Oh, really? What? Like the ones you did create? You know, uh, greatest threat at all? Quite the illusion. Like, you know, it's one thing to go against uh, um, gangsters, but yeah, you know what I mean? Quite another to, you know, um, blackmail people. Hmm. Uh. And by the way, um, you know the actor that they hired to do Nixon, uh, he he does sound like him, but doesn't quite look like him. It's a bit confusing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, it's um, it's it's a it's it's a movie as it is. Uh, I think it it reflects m his life more than 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 not, but um, um, you know, it is realistically done because DiCaprio has been acting for a long time now, so um, no one can quite accuse him of not being experienced. Unlike, of course. Reveal who there was when he first was appointed, and because uh, he has quite a, a versatile acting roles as well, because you know, um, here he plays the uh, you know director of the FBI and uh, in uh, in um, the other movie. Scorsese's movie, he plays a uh, a, uh, a financial criminal. Hmm. Um, I think at one point he plays Howard Hughes as well, so quite versatile. That's besides romantic roles he has, of course, primarily Titanic as Pulse, you know. Just, uh, now, with regards to, you know, um, 
differences between the people who made this movie, you know? This is the problem, of course, and the problem with having, you know, certain producers and such. I mean, you know, one never knows if they truly have a, a, a you know, a, a role at all in, in changing the actual content, you know, no matter how small. Producers are supposed to work for you financed the movie usually not so much write it so yeah the scriptwriter here is supposed to be you know, someone other than the director um someone Dustin Lansblock apparently um never seen him as a screenwriter before but uh, uh so you know one doesn't quite know if but still you know apparently Eastwood is both a director and a, and a producer now you know Directors are supposed to, as I said, yeah, with producers, you know, it's an unknown quantity essentially. And directors are supposed to just just be about, you know, where people should be and whatnot. But, you know, such role, I think, inevitably, can lead to certain uh, options being changed. I assume, and just because there's a scriptwriter doesn't mean. Other people won't have a say, right? I mean, uh, uh, little things, you know. They don't need to be, you know, the whole movie. They don't need to change the whole movie. Just like, I don't know. But it's ever so slightly suspicious, at the very least. Clint, Clint Wood somehow always chooses movies that have a certain style to them, have a certain beat beyond the westerns. You know, it began, it began there, but. Even there, I mean, there's a certain thing that, you know, he, he went on to other things, but they, there's still a certain something that the movie he does. So, to illustrate the kind of omissions there were, um, I mean, yeah, I suppose, yeah, in a movie you cannot have absolutely everything, but, you know, it was a long movie already, so, you know, and it's not like there the, the were, the, they were, you know, I mean, substantial, I mean, they've just in a certain parts, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so the thing is, right, um, he apparently tried to persecute, um, a f this, this worked out really well, yeah, a, a future Supreme Court justice, right, so, it's quite something, but, yeah, he tried to do that, um, I haven't read his story, um, I suppose it would be sort of interesting, so yeah, Felix Frank Ferter. And apparently he considered him the most dangerous man in the US. Yeah, that worked out well, didn't it? So I mean, as opposed to, you know, like uh, with um, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, uh, that um, that didn't end well, how did it? And it's not like, you know, he was, you know, well, there's no evidence that he was directly involved, as far as I know, um, you know, in his uh, um, um, matter, but, uh, um, you know, obviously the, all the propaganda um, fueled it. Um, this, this is a bit strange, isn't it? This, uh, um, so, uh, yeah, it really didn't end well at all for him. Somehow he still was uh, let on to go and head the FBI. Um, one of the 
most horrid things as well he did as soon as he that 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 as soon as he it became head uh, at that point it was still the bureau of investigation and uh, it was foreshadowed in apparently his school debates which um, the newspaper apparently I mean this 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 was before uh, this was around the time when uh, suffrage uh, became uh, available you know for you know um so it was one of those things it was you know a century ago but you know he still you know he was in his post for 30 years or something so um at, at least he was pissed off i, I suppose uh, pissed off that uh, uh, um, women have to have the vote uh, because apparently uh, he totally argued against that and um, to further reinforce that in other ways he didn't let them work at the Bureau of Investigation but apparently fired all the ones that already did so um, this guy was really really a brute and uh, the thing though with the movie is that um pretty sure it wasn't mentioned you know it's, it's a long movie uh, i don't think either of those were mentioned uh, which clearly shows you know but of course the thing that was mentioned is his diatribe on how uh, you know um, his perceived enemies etc just not you know the enemies that you know um, people would generally think would be I mean, you know, it's one thing to make enemies, I suppose, of uh, like, I don't know, 10% of the population. Uh, quite another to, uh, yeah, if, if that is a 50, or is it 51%? So, yeah, that's the thing. But um, I, I do like how um, he completely failed with the uh, um, jurist. Mm. So, apparently, what uh, drew day to uh, Felix uh, what drew his attention is when um, he founded the ACLU which I wasn't aware of uh, Felix it is but uh, yeah what, what drew his attention towards him is apparently the fact that uh, um, he noted that the uh, police committed entrapment, brutality, prolonged incommunicado detention of issues of due court and process. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I guess good, good forbid that uh, uh, ooh, a future law enforcement official doesn't follow due process. No, we cannot follow the process, can we? You cannot possibly ever follow due process. Oh, no, no. And by the way, I'm just saying, but isn't it funny how the first uh, red scare? I mean, uh, well, it was, you know, the second is sort of the same in nature, really, but the first was specifically due to, you know, uh, the Bolshevik Revolution. So it's it's quite weird how, you know, uh, events uh, so far away, but I suppose from uh, Alaska it isn't quite that far, but uh, still it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's still, I mean, you know, qu quite far. At any rate, they, um, you know, they're, they're completely irrelevant to the situation. So, you know, un unless people trying you know to scare others about the um, Bolsheviks um, actually warned the Tsar I mean you know they never explicitly say it but that, I mean that's 
Delatrol situation that was Delatrol situation in uh, Russia. Uh, I think it was called Russia before USSR, and then became Russia again. So um, yeah, um, so unless you know, the, 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 that's the funny thing. They always um, exclude, you know, they're not exactly explicit. They just you know, like you know, if 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 you fear if you fear even the very concept, then no, does that mean you want it Tsar? Of course, it's very funny that these days uh, there are actually Tsars, so they're more like the uh, heads of department or something, so not quite uh, the equivalent of uh, an emperor, I suppose, or such, you know, which a uh, um, uh, um, historical Tsar was, really. So, um, it's, it's quite weird, and somehow, you know, this, uh, this guy here, Frank Furter, supposed to be. You know, I just apparently uh, um, him writing a book isolated him from his Harvard colleagues. I mean, now he's writing a book. You know, just it's it's bizarre. And how is critiquing some prosecution case and judges? I mean, that's the point of. I mean, that, well, it's supposed to be the point, you know, uh, you, you, you argue in favor of, or in, in opposition to, and you present arguments, and uh, then you have a jury. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just, I personally never thought judges would, uh, you know, if you have a corrupt judge, and a corrupt judge you'll have, and an unlike her, look, I mean, they could very likely corrupt a jury as well, although I can see how a jury can serve as a um, um, uh, safeguard, but um, you know, it's only a few people, a few extra people, uh, better than you know, having a single person. Still, anyway, the point is, you know, uh, I don't know, I, I really cannot see how this Frank Fraser, uh I keep imagining a cat sausage because I'm. Um, Felix, you know, Felix the cat and Frank Fredo. So anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, why couldn't he have written a book? A book, that's all. Um, yeah, quite something. And uh, then became, he became an advisor to FDR. And FDR was elected four times, so didn't go so well. So well, uh, the uh, first Vertska uh, did it. Uh, the second one, um, McCarthy was booted out eventually. So it didn't work for him either personally. Although, of course, I mean you know, there was damage in the process. So nobody ever recognized the damage. Because of course, that's how you know um, the legal system is supposed to work, right? You, you know, not um, you know, there's there's no crimes before. Crimes are committed, right? It's supposed to be a given. But of course, a, um, a director of the FBI cannot have that, can they? Oh, no. But, uh, I gotta say, as much as he seemed sensible at the beginning, yeah, this Frank Ferther, when he, when he became a justice, despite, you know, opposition due to nonsense, well, seem to subscribe to that nonsense himself later on here um, in Venezuela school district versus Godricus yeah um, I don't know 
trust them. Some people really, um, yeah, just do that. Um, some people just uh, lose their way, I guess, or maybe they try to prove like the opposite, just to prove their opponents, so they go even, even further than they are, you know. Um, I mean, you know, J. Edgar still failed, in other words, so, uh, you know, um, and many people think, but <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not like he seems to be totally sensible here. Like, you know, he, he advocated for judicial restraint, but uh, um, well, sometimes it can be idiotic, because here this decision led to violent attacks on people. Now, no matter what, you know, judicial restraint is uh, idiotic if it leads to attacks, you know. I mean, this is a Supreme Court decision that led to attacks, which I guess is sort of similar to, um, I believe, it was a decision that uh, sort of triggered the Civil War, uh, centuries prior, but... Um, um, sometimes the law can really create conflict, who knew? Also, so much for uh, Edgar's uh, weird trifles, whatever you could call them. Um, well, I mean, if, yeah, he seemed to be sort of similar view, I don't know how, how you know, say honestly, sometimes it seems to me like, you know, it's not like, you know, I uh, I know much about constitutional law or anything, but uh, um, somehow um, the same concept uh, somehow applies to um, just I, I don't get it here. It's uh, <laughs> somehow these people can really try to argue it, you know. Um, this amendment only applies to some people, but on others, uh, yes, that's quite a uh, perverse uh, reasoning, I think, that, you know, um, so much for, uh, yeah, this, all these uh, supposed uh, worries, um, yeah, yeah, he was on the side of Dennis versus yes, yeah, um, uh, which somehow, um, yeah, one of those things, isn't it, just, uh, um, quite strange. Remarkably, he also turned down Ginsburg due to of all things agenda. Um, so yeah, he wasn't actually a very different from J. Edgar after all. Hmm, have no idea why J. Edgar disliked him. I suppose he thought he would, you know, remain like he was before he became a Supreme Court justice. And of course, uh, later on, Ginsburg took his own seat. So very ironic there. Um, yeah, pretty much the only interesting case here was involving the Board of Edu Education. Other than that, not very much else. I mean, you could take judicial restraints so far. Really, what is the point of even having Supreme Court? If, if literally everything is hands off, you know, they're just 
the fusel cases. But anyway, with regards to this, uh, back to the original subject. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm surprised that um, actually, you know, since he, uh, since uh, I've kind of uh, remained there for so long, that, you know, as, as, as shown in the movie, uh, he liked gambling. So I'm surprised that, because um, apparently he, he didn't care too much about prosecuting, indeed, gamblers at the time. Probably the only thing uh, that was innocuous that he did, really. I mean, you know, unless, of, of course, uh, you know, it led to something much worse, but you know, gambling by itself doesn't per se harm people, you know, as long as, you know, it doesn't follow to anything else. I mean, it's a transaction like any other transaction, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm surprised that uh, gambling today in the US is uh, not, not quite as ignored. So, yeah. I guess the influence didn't last very long. Um, also, I think another, another thing we didn't mention is that he wanted, and this is much more nefarious, he wanted Habeas Corpus to be suspended. And uh, for 12,000 people to be detained. Now that's quite something, right? And um, so the, the only reason it didn't happen is because Truman didn't want it. And this this guy was something, right? Uh, <laughs> he wanted 12,000 detained just because he personally suspected them of disloyalty. Isn't that brilliant? One person can suspect 12,000 of disloyalty. Uh, isn't that funny considering, you know, he, he, he was like, you know, uh, I mean, his disloyalty is such a, a frivolous concept anyway, but, um, you know, reading everything he did bef before now, and after, I suppose, but, um, you know, uh, uh, anyone else even more, uh, you know, into this than him might accuse him, so, yeah, and this is quite something, you know, Truman was the one who didn't act on it because of course Truman was the one who somehow thought that um, you know dropping nukes on killing hundreds of thousands was a good idea apparently so uh, it's one of those things eh? I guess uh, if, the, if the people in the same country if the people think it's unacceptable but uh, you know of course no, not for I mean you know the first director of the FBI, no, that, that is totally still acceptable, of course. Why wouldn't it be? No, I guess, uh, I mean, you know, so it's been a bit uh, uh, strange, you know, that is with regards to, you know, current affairs, etc. But, um, I mean, um, back then he thought Charlie Chaplin, right? Was uh, okay, uh, was somehow, you know, that, yeah. Um, Charlie Chaplin did slapstick, slapstick, and he thought somehow that he was absurd, absurd as well. I mean, slapstick is like, 
the lowest form of comedy apart from rom-coms but anyway um so i'm just saying right uh i mean all right the, the way chaplin did slapstick was yes with an intended purpose but you know he thought it was subversive for a, a few movies um this was when of course World War II was just starting so he seriously thought that somehow uh, let's just say if uh, Edgar was uh, in Germany at the time I am assuming he'd be delighted um, no, I'm just saying, you know, he uh, disliked uh, Chaplin back then, you know, who merely did, you know, mostly uh, slapstick comedy. Like, yeah, he might have had a, you know, a few uh, prosaic messages, but mostly slapstick, slapstick still. I mean, he's cannot possibly accuse, you know, pure slapstick of being uh, propaganda. Now, cannabis is like... Uh, Oh wow! What what could 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 possibly mean if you trip over someone? Oh, you know one of those things. These guys, of course, they hate Big Bird. Yeah, yeah, that's um quite something. These current affairs, it's uh, unbelievable. But never mind. Uh, Charles Chaplin, Chaplin. Yeah, Chaplin's daughter is still alive, isn't she? I've seen, I've seen, uh, seen her in the movie, didn't I? I forgot which one. So. Um, yeah, she's still, she's very old now, but uh, she's still alive. 